I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2017. Yeah. <clears throat> y'all know how we do it. On this show, we keep... <laughs> I'm about to say the whole damn thing again, ain't I? On yeah. the show, <laughs> yeah. on the rant room, uh, 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 we talk about entertainment, <laughs> TV, film, music, culture. Shut up, y'all. <laughs> but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So that's what happens when you don't read nothing. You just be trying to memorize shit. <laughs> Getting old, aren't you? Exactly. So welcome to the show, everybody. What's up, y'all? Hey. What's How up? you doing, people? What's up? How you feeling? What's up? Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still got that same light stain. Yeah, the screw He's face there. he gave me no, before, no, we, this, before like, we started airing. There's like mm-hmm. some, you know, the movie. We'll get Bloom. in. We'll get in. You know, it's like I'm still oh, trying to. Was, yeah. proce- you're processing. No, I'm like, my head is like, I'm trying to. Can you tell the kids a little about what? what yeah, anything? so um, we shot this TV pilot Chris presentation Aaron, in Atlanta mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And, well, it's a couple months ago now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. Has it been months? I thought it was yeah, like a month ago. A month and a half, okay. two months. I don't know. It's the end of mm-hmm. end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the post process is a lot mm. more. You know, you um, just finished, right? Difficult <laughs> than I want it to be, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where, especially when you don't have control. Well, I don't need to have control, but just in control of the sense of so that you can do post the way you want to do it. Sometimes, yeah, well, you, well, know, you well, do things differently. Well, yeah. You well, use let me, different uh, people. Let me ask you this. Um, do you edit as a director? I do edit as a director. He's a very good editor. Yeah. yeah. So, do, so were you allowed to do a rough cut, like a director's cut? At all, yeah, and yeah. maybe okay. So now that yes, answers my question. Yes. Your, your, your face right there, just and, and listeners can't see, but your face right there. Answer, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. See, this, this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. There was always pushback about. This is how we do it in TV. This is how you guys do it in the indie film world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa! In TV, a director gets a cut. Yeah. Well, no, no, but per the DGA, no, they no, get, I get they no, get, but just on on a, on, a, on, a, on a so many different things, we would say oh. this is like like the like the default response would always be. Well, since you guys come from indie film, you guys are you, are, you have different expectations <laughs> on how to do <laughs> this. You know, mm-hmm. like a, the, what we're doing here. Like for instance. Now, this is just my process. It's probably no one else's process that when I talk to. I don't know. Maybe it is. I like to watch every, like, every frame that's shot. Yes. Not just yes. the circle takes. No, print, everything. Because you everything. don't know what you can find that you, you can exactly. piece together. Because and the, pro- yeah. the problem is with doing anything like a it's indie, hunting for treasure. Level. Yes, because yeah, you, you don't have the money mm-hmm. to really, like, it's always these, un- where you're like, you're, you just, 
like you said, even I'm still stuffed before the cameras were even rolling, or yeah, before they, we even call action. Yeah. There was like a little bit oh, of a, was that? I needed a little oh, bit was, of pause that uh, that, that gives there me a is. beat added in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. And so there's that whole process of, you know, like I'm very good at um, what I've seen, like fi- like visuals of like that. I'm always remembering that. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, did, did, didn't we get this here? Yes. You know, like yes, and like, you know it. Yeah. After we said cut, there was a moment mm-hmm. that is how I that that's how I like to work, and I haven't been able to really get that um, on this, you know, on a lot of on, on a lot of reasons that aren't necessarily like you can't do it, but it's like I haven't had the necessarily time. Mm-hmm. I you know like like we shot this on like the six K like on a, a, a red, mm-hmm. which means now the footage is really unwieldy. Huge. Huge. It's hard for me to now put right. it in okay. my system. Okay, so got then it. It's like oh, I got to jump around. And that's like, that's a out, just like that's you know? a technical yeah, issue te- technical that you just can't that, get past. I mean, you can, yeah. but it's like... It's, You'd have to buy a whole new machine. system to do yeah. this. And, uh, I mean, and then there was the issue where it's like, at the time, my younger brother had just bought this very cam LT for the Panasonic thing. And what, what sold him on it was it's got dual native ISO. So it's it's 800, which is what most cameras are, like Airy and the Reds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's got a 5,000... ISO native. What does that mean to people who don't know? So that's how sensitive the 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 sensor is to light. For instance, most films were mm-hmm. shot with the ISOs like three twenty to five hundred. Right. What people love about these digital cameras is is that their base is usually. 400 on area or 800 you can push it to there and it's still very clean mm-hmm. well, or if you're like a, a you've got your little DSLR a lot of people run around DSLRs they'll go up to about 1600 on the ISO and that's really maxing the camera out and where, where you're right, not going to get that, a lot of but noise you, but you're doing it but you're pushing yes. the film yes. the sensor like you're, like you're doubling it up all these four or five times and stuff like that the Panasonic at 5000 native means it's, it's clean exactly as fuck mm-hmm. exactly. at dark like, yeah. like, like basically like Someone is has a you're so you in a dark room. No, you're in a dark room. Don't need light. You're in a dark room, and someone maybe lights a match, and that's your lights. That's all the source you need. It's, it's you know what? There's a test we did at the house one time where mm-hmm. we turned the lights off in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and he just had it on, and, and and we were just messing around, and he put it down to 3200, mm-hmm. which is not even the base because we wanted to see just what the sensor would do, and I lit a match off the stove. Oh really? And that was and literally it was like as a torch next to me, <laughs> really? not a match but a big ass. <laughs> Really? Like the whole room was lit up, like you know, like like there was like a like a six fifty light was at in 320. there. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, no, thirty two hundred. Oh, thirty two hundred. Yeah. So I had said to Jazz, our 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 producer, I said, "Hey man, um, you know we should shoot in these cameras because they don't have a lot of money, and we got a scene where we're fighting, where, where we might have to fight the light, where we're trying to get it at magic hour, and it's got as it's got as much stops of latitude as you know, which is the which is the the exposure level above and below what you're actually exposing at, um, as he's you know like as these other cameras. Yeah. But it's a new Before camera. Before they even got their camera package, right? This is yeah. a new camera that most people didn't you know they're not aware of. They don't know the workflow. Yeah, I never heard like of that. it. That was kind of stuff. And so like I'm here. Uh, doing this test stuff with my, <laughs> with my brothers, and we're like loving it. Mm. Like we had this thing that we want to release that we're just like, it looks so. It, it looks like coming off, and it looks better than a Netflix show. Yeah. In wow. our opinion, 
in our opinion, but it's better the than the downside of that is this mo- these monstrous files that you have. To no, put, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Because the dopest thing about this, the very cam is it provides oh, it provides you a 1080p proxy file that's recording simultaneously. Oh, really? so, so, so then you take those and you can put which that are easy your, to okay. edit in yeah, Premiere, okay, and then it. it links up instead to of like these, your 5K. These, well, yeah, these got five it. gig. Yeah. Five, like, so it's just a great like, like the process. The workflow is very simple because because mm-hmm. we went to three or four things at Panasonic and they walked us through how to do this kind of stuff. So I'm just asking, can we use that camera down on this thing called Bloom? Nobody wants to do it because no one's worked with it. Mm. And now I'm, and there's a couple of scenes that are, that are potentially too dark. Mm. I don't really know. I mean, I, I talked with Shane, and Shane was like, I could potentially fix these, but he had a problem with jazz about why he didn't, and then he may not do it. So I'm mm. just kind of like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your drink? <laughs> but I'm trying to figure it out, and my head is still there. I get you. Before I get I'm you. Here. Yeah. Sure. But I'm here now, so let's talk about Wonder Woman. That's what's up. Well, we didn't even do. We didn't even introduce. Oh shit! We didn't talk. You just start. You just started talking about your cameras. Yeah, yeah. He started talking. I said Chris Derrick. Everybody. Yeah. So we have Linnell White here still, and we have Patrick here. Who's has he been on the show before? Yeah, he's been on. Okay. He's sat in with me at least once or twice. My assistant over there, Patrick. Everybody, Patrick Pierre. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's up, everybody? Little butt up. He's leaning all over. There you go. What's up, Linnell? Hey, Linnell how's it White? going? Can I just tell you had Jay Moore on the show mm-hmm. recently? Can I just tell a quick story about? Sure, go ahead. It? All right, I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. My, what I do, what my, what I knew of him was obviously he's a comedian, long, long career, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now there was a event for veterans called Operation Comedy. Okay. And so what it was, they're gonna, a bunch of comics got together, they're going to put on a, sh- a free show for vets that had it over at the freaking, um, what's the Grumman's Chinese Theater? Mm-hmm. The big one, the big one though, the IMAX one. Okay. So we filled the place, and I think it was around Veterans Day. Okay. And the headliner was supposed to be Jay Moore. Okay. So a lot of people showed up. And the card was great, because like Eliza Schlesinger was there. She's mm-hmm. really She's funny. funny. She's mm-hmm. funny. And, you know, we're sitting there, entertained, whatever. And so it starts around 8. By 10 o'clock, we're like... Okay, you know, is Jay gonna come out? What's going on? You know, just getting cut. And then we had another comic come out. Oh, now it's ten thirty. You know, I'm like, okay, what's uh, you know, when are we gonna get to the headliner? You know, all these guys are great. Don't get me wrong, but when's the headliner gonna come out? And so the host comes out and he says, um, yeah, everybody, uh, Jay Moore got stuck in traffic on the four hundred five, so he couldn't make it. So that's our show. And we all kind of looked at him like, the f- fuck. You advertised that he was going to headline and he's not here. Yeah. So immediately, me being like nosy, <laughs> I go to Twitter. And I'm like, where's this motherfucking Jay Moore? Mm-hmm. And I see that he's doing a show in San Diego. So I'm like, <laughs> either two things happen here. Either the promoter lied and just said he had Jay Moore for this event and got mm-hmm. a bunch of us to come, mm-hmm. you know. Or Jay Moore is... Thought he was going to make it from San Diego to freaking Hollywood on the 405 on a Friday night. Possibly. And that wasn't going to work. So, so either way, I had this in the back of my mind. Like, either that dude was like, never intended to be there, or he doesn't understand traffic in, the, in, this, in this town. Hmm. So that just, so, and then when I saw him at your table read, I was kind of like, I don't know. I oh, mean, that was after? This was before the table read. Like, this was years ago. This oh, was like okay. two or three years ago, this Operation Comedy mm-hmm. thing. But you see, he was late for that. I was late too, but I wasn't reading. <laughs> but he was late. I came in after he did, yeah. and then but his performance was great, and I was really I was really taken aback by it, and I was like, oh, he's, he's a great performer. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I was kind of like, uh, maybe I, maybe, maybe he did intend to be. Like, honestly, hearing him on your show mm-hmm. and then seeing him at the table read, I was like, this is a good dude. He he didn't blow off because because Vex will get indignant real quick like he blew us off motherfucker you like you know I got know, shot to protect <laughs> his ass <laughs> you see this yeah I mean they'll they'll get real the the crowd was getting kind of like oh what mm-hmm. the fuck but you know so I, that's why I stuck in my mind so much mm-hmm. but then I listen to him and I hear the way he talked to you and Lisa mm-hmm. I'm like. That's a good dude. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he intended to fuck over any vets at any time. Especially not vets. Yeah. He is. If you listen to his show, he is so pro So I think he intended to be there, but yeah. he just, you know, had a situation on the 4 or 5. Well, I mean, day. look, you, that's just probably someone saying to him, convincing him, you can do it, you can do it, you can right, make both right, shows. Right, right, right. You can make both shows. Right. You can, don't don't yeah. worry, don't worry. Yeah, you'll come on late. Um, you know, you'll be yeah. the last one. Yeah. They probably said, they probably said, oh, you know, don't worry, like the traffic from LA to San Diego is bad, but from San Diego back to LA, it's a breeze. Right, right, right. And it typically. The show starts at 8. Yeah, and it, you know what? It typically mm-hmm. is a breeze until you hit right exactly. at Long Beach, and then yeah. it's like, ugh. <laughs> Now I gotta Everybody get my helicopter or my James Bond car because at the moment exactly. I ain't do yeah. shit. But it was—I mean, it was—it was a full crowd in that freaking Grumman Theater or whatever, and I was like, "I love that theater." Yeah, it's beautiful. I well, it. I told you we had the experience. But he's a good dude. He's, he's a good a dude. Great dude. But you know, he didn't tell me. He invites me and my friend Pete to go see him at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm texting him going, "Hey, we're sitting here," and he mm-hmm. takes off and walks right by me, and I was like. I'm just watching him going, oh, he probably went to the bathroom or some shit. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, he's turning right. That's like going out the door. I was like, oh, he'll be back. They say, you know, the show goes on, goes on. I'm like, where the fuck is he? And we're both sitting there like, I don't think he's coming back. And I'm like, he didn't tell nobody. But then he finally explained it to us yeah. that day. Yeah. But he also had told me on the phone that, you know, he's, he's, he's in um, recovery and he has been for years. Mm-hmm. So he avoids them as much as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. So he comes, does a show, mm-hmm. and leaves. Otherwise, you get caught. He gets caught. Oh, they drink. They, you know, they're all drinking off stage. So I mean, just, they, yeah. mm-hmm. No, that's fair. So that's I, fair. I think that's totally No, the only thing that really impressed me about and what made me think, okay, he wasn't trying to screw up a bunch of vets. He's, he's a good dude, was when he talked about how he wrote on your script, get your shit together. Damn. I was like, this dude has had, a, I mean, the kind of career others would dream of, mm-hmm. you know. He's been He's top. been in a lot. He's, I mean, he's had TV shows. He's been on Saturday Night Live. He's, yeah, yeah. He, mean, he had that show where he was like the Asian or something. Like, I can't remember what it was called. Or it was, uh, a, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. He put, it was like a, I do remember Gary Unmarried. I remember that show. Yeah. He's had a lot. Uh, no, he's, he's had, a, had lot. a lot. And I was like, for he's him. one of the creators of... Um, of, um, Last comic, comic standing, comic which which Eliza Schlesinger won, and she killed it that night at the mm-hmm. vet show. And so it, then it all came together for me because I was like, oh yeah, she's on this card, mm-hmm. Jay Moore's on the card, like all these people who are vet friendly or mm-hmm. were or and you know or came from that Last Comic Standing mm-hmm. sort of camp. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it all makes sense. But then I was like. I held it in my head for years. I was like, when I ever Jay Moore, I was like, man, I think that guy's, a, I think that guy's a dick. But now he's That's not. Hilarious. Nah, he's cool. People. What's yeah. up, Jay? So, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. So we introduce everybody. Yes, we got my man Patrick, yep. Patrick Pierre, mm-hmm. Chris Derrick, mm-hmm. Linnell in here. Mm-hmm. Sitting in for Lisa. Yeah, because Lisa's, Lisa's out, gone. Lisa's out trolling around somewhere doing nothing. You know, she ain't doing nothing. <laughs> She's attacking so. somebody on Twitter right now. Someone, she, you know, someone, she ain't read my pages yet. I'm upset. I'm upset. You sent her some I sent her you just pages. Just pages. Just six to eight pages. I still ain't read Patrick's yet. I'm yeah, front on her. While you on Tyler, you can't call Lisa out if you haven't read my pages yet. So. <laughs> you haven't sent me any pages. Yes, I, I did. Did you? Yeah. 
Oh, you know what? You have to resend them because I don't even remember. I'll have to check back. I got you, Lisa. Can you check your spam folder? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Let me cut that part out. Yeah, yeah. You might have to edit. You might have to first let me to edit the rant room because. Did you send me pages? Yeah, I did. We'll talk about that later. That's hilarious. I think I did. No, yeah, Chris. Chris is in the zone. He's in his director zone with this with this post. You know. It was not an easy shoot for them, though. I understand. They went through the Nah, future, I, I, I understand. You know? And I'm doing stuff. I don't want to get back on it, but, but I'm doing stuff. You know, that's the, the thing I sent you the other day, the ending. You know, like, that's, like, to me, a way that I think it ended really it fun, works. really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, and I don't know if they'll like it, because I feel like it's one of these kind of, like, artistic moves mm-hmm. that is, like... Ooh. Yeah. You, see, you don't know. Well, no, okay. it, what, no, no. You, you use the word artistic, they immediately go to, yeah, that's from that indie film space that you're from. But exactly. we're over here at TV. Exactly. This is what we do. Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, that's, why exactly. I went, that's why I went, ooh. I know. Because no, I, 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 I was translating. Me, I was translating. I'm trying to do something now where. And they're from three camera, by the way, which is completely the end of the black three camera, which is way over the top. Oh, my goodness. So, so you know, uh, I mean, right now I'm trying to do something now where, like, we were supposed to do a shot where. Um, I you know there's this there's this scene in Tucker. I love this scene. Like I love this movie. No one talks about that much anymore. I don't know why it's fucking great. There's two fucking fantastic transitions in that movie. There's some of the best the one. best transitions. Tucker, you, a man is a man yeah, in his dream. Yeah, the, the, car, the yeah. Copa movie. Mm-hmm. That there's, oh, yeah, okay. there's these two transitions that are just so fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like who the fuck. Oh, Francis Coppola. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's this there's this great ass scene. There's the first transition is this scene where he's talking. He's him and his wife and his family they're having this argument at the dinner table, mm-hmm. and they're trying to discern if they're going to buy this factory, this old uh, a Ford factory that is shut down because of the war and stuff like that. And he's and it's just ca- cameras going around, cameras like a little the dolly shot three sixty three. Then it cuts to him and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." And he gets up out of his table, and all of a sudden, they're like, the, well, now you're not on the oh. mic. <laughs> now you're not. Now you're not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Okay, so what happens is so he stands up and 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 he walks from the dinner table and it's a seamless and and it's an in-camera transition from his house to the factory floor. It's like they it's like they rebuilt the house as part of the soundstage ah. on the factory floor oh, okay. and the camera pans and swings with him. So it's just it's like fuck that's dope as hell. And they were doing this before CGI like, yeah, they were they were doing this. Yeah. They were doing this yeah. raw yeah. on the day yeah, in it's, camera. It's basically yeah. like an old theater mm-hmm. trick. Like he's mm-hmm. really into love these old like theater mm-hmm. tricks, or old science film tricks. So that's one thing. The other one is he's having there's a fight scene where it's the, it's the day before the the car is going to premiere at this thing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to fake how they're going to build the engine and stuff like that. And there's this big big fight, and just you know they're in the garage, everyone's fighting, and it's and the lighting is all this heavy orange coming in, and then. And, and then Jeff Bridges comes in mm. and he has to calm everybody down and it's this single shot where he's walking and talking and giving this pep talk and the light changes again in camera mm. from that heavy orange to this nice, calm, cool blue. Again, before all the new fixtures that have Because now, now you would just color that in post. You, you color it in post right. or you, mm-hmm. you, know, you, put oh, you can, And you could tell that it was in camera and not in post? You could tell they, can, they, 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 oh, could, they wouldn't be able to. It's just do it like eighty-eight. Oh, it had no, no digital shit. So, mm-hmm. but it's just all like this lighting move where Victoria Storaro is like at this sort of light board. And he's like changing the lights, and so it must be like like there's mm-hmm. double the number of lights in the set to change. Cause he's gonna move it all. I was just so the artistry beautiful. with the lighting. Yeah, so beautiful. So I know that the Ari Sky panel, you can like color the. You know, like you can color the, the the you can program the color temperature in the thing, and then switch it 
like like you know so you can so to like, you graduate you, 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 gradu- you can graduate to do that so I was like oh I'm gonna do this can we get this thing ever say yeah we can get, we can get it but we didn't get a chance to really do that shot because uh, of time yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and because because we had to get outside to shoot because of magic hour mm-hmm. and that didn't really work that well because we didn't have a fast enough camera as I was saying but anyway <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to save this mm-hmm. and I came up with an idea that my brother and I had been talking about for a long time because we love superimposition and shit I said what if, you know it's a cool idea. But I don't know if I want to do it and do a lot of work just to prep it, because they might say no. Hmm. But it looks cool. <laughs> anyway. Mr. Artistic over there. Mm. So if you I feel guys your are pain, grown, man. I feel your pain. Let's go ahead and get it in 20 minutes into the show. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Is that a record? Have we no. set a rant room record? No. Oh. That's why it's called the rant room. Okay. We go off of shit. So, <laughs> so let's talk about Wonder Woman. What yeah. you set us up, Linnell? Uh, so yesterday I went and saw the movie. Me too. Um, I don't know. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, you you know you, that. You've been going in. Well, so. yeah. For the past few weeks, I've been ranting about the lack of publicity. And it's been pretty obvious because I, we were, what, five weeks, six weeks it before, like before weeks the premiere? It seemed like two weeks ago started Two weeks ago they actually started promoting yeah. it. And then we got more trailers or whatever mm-hmm. and put some billboards on Sunset. Because mm-hmm. I ride up and down Sunset. Constantly, and so I see what billboards up there, and I, mm-hmm. I I know what's getting pushed and what's not getting pushed. Mm-hmm. And King Arthur, same studio, would had stuff all over town. Okay, and did anybody had, go see that? <laughs> uh, apparently, it did in its entire it? run uh-huh. what Wonder Woman did in a day. Really? Yeah, that's what I saw on on the on Twitter this morning or <laughs> on Deadline <laughs> or whatever that it it did like thirty eight million domestic, Jeez, and and man. Wonder Woman did that in Friday. You know. Um, so, I, you know, I, that kind of worried me about the film. Mm-hmm. Also, if, if other people don't remember, Patty Jenkins was not the first director that they had selected for the mm-hmm. film. I can't remember that, that woman's name. I don't it's know like if you guys... Mar- it's like because of the M. Yeah. Like, I can't remember her name. She well, directed I'll, episodes in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right. And um, they had created... First, it started with the creative differences, and I was like, ooh, when you hear that, mm-hmm. something's, go- so- that. something's going on. Right, Patrick, right. It's not right. that. When they say no, creative what, differences, it's more. It's either the script you know. is totally broken yeah. or there's personality yes. conflicts oh, at the okay. studio between the director, the director and the studio. To, you know, okay. creative differences <clears throat> is what they put out in the trades. Yeah. So that had me right off the jump, like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> um, but luckily, they seem to get their act together and start promoting the film. Then I started to see the press tour happening. Mm-hmm. I used to see, is a gal. Gado, Gadot, Gadot, more like a, a doe, as in oh. yeah. You start to see her doing interviews. You saw Chris Pine on Saturday Night Live. That kind of irked me because I'm like a wise gal not on Saturday Night Live. But you got Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. But at least they were doing something. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, kind of like with the Women's March, I saw women on social media kind of taking control of this motherfucker mm-hmm. and being like, "We're going." We, we don't give a shit where they put out a trailer, where they advertise or not. We're just going to go and support. And so I even got invites from a couple of women's groups who were like, Wonder Woman, hey, let's all get together, solidarity, and go see this thing, which I'm like, that's great. Um, so I liked the movie. I didn't love the movie, but I liked it. I thought it was a good ride. I thought it was by far the best thing that of this current the DC. DC universe yeah, has put game. out. Uh, Man of Steel, Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman, um, this was in a class of its own. And I also feel like Patty Jenkins has set a new tone for DC because they didn't really have a, the, I don't well, think they had the right can, tone. Can I interrupt you for a second? I was reading, and I'm sure you know about this too, Chris. I was reading that they decided with Wonder Woman to try to make it a little more Marvel in the sense of 
tone to hmm. give it a little bit more comedy, which is why Chris Pine is a little more lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, because they felt like Batman and Superman was a lot more darker and dour. More, yeah, and, the, very, and Gotham was gray, and correct. even Metropolis looked kind of gray and dark. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not the Metropolis I know from the comic books. <laughs> it's supposed to be the opposite of Gotham City. So exactly, it's supposed to be this halcyon city. Exactly, on the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like on the hill. I feel this. I mean, I like the movie. I liked the movie a lot. I liked it a lot. Too. I, you know, and I got to this stage where I, when I look at a lot of movies now is mm-hmm. I just say, how emotionally affecting is the movie? How do yeah. I feel watching the movie? Mm-hmm. If I feel very invested in the characters and if I feel these, you know, um, these emotional hits to me, I think it's a successful film. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was successful. I thought the storytelling was successful. I thought that. You know, like I met Patty a long time. I don't know her, but I met her one time at a party, New Year's Eve party, like maybe a month or two. I don't know, sometime right before Monster came out, she was talking about it a lot. And I was like, what's this movie? I didn't even know anything about it. Um, and then we stayed in touch for a little bit, maybe a couple of months, maybe a year or two after that. Mm-hmm. I was she was really smart, great person, great mm-hmm. personality, uh, very generous with her time, things like mm-hmm. that. Because then the Oscar comes out and everything, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Um, but. There's a scene in the in the opening when the Amazons are training and this woman like flips off the horse and yeah. like does the yes. shots and I was like yes. okay I'm in I'm yeah. sold yeah I'm, I'm, I'm we sold. all were we all yeah, were I, literally the entire yeah, theater yeah, yeah, was yeah. like oh shit mm-hmm. I'm fucking sold mm-hmm. and then I really really love the Robin Wright Penn comes in and rolls his accent out that was effective mm-hmm. that kept me from thinking this is not Claire Underwood this is like someone else you mm-hmm. know and I really just think that the movie I mean look I like I think it's ten minutes too long. For it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's not, uh, you know, yeah. like a fault of the storytelling, the filmmaking. Uh, yeah, I but mean, that's how all the Marvelous movies are. Yeah, they, well, yeah, long. they feel like. Well, I, I just kind of feel like. I mean, I think that Patty did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Can we go back to the Amaz- the, sure. a- the Amazons for just one second? Because I, I mentioned this right after the screening. I turned to Lisa and Jeff in, in the theater, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Do you understand how?" You have a female director who's over 40. You have Robin Wright Penn as the general. Mm-hmm. You have Connie Nielsen, who was in Gladiator, mm-hmm. um, who, and I, who has not worked enough, in my opinion, yeah, as the mom, mm-hmm. who were both fantastic. So the Amazons have a, had variety in terms of their skin color, mm-hmm. but also their oh age. God. Also their so age. Man. And you bought it, First. didn't you? You, you bought it. You were it. in. Yes. Because, oh, this one's a senator. That one's a general. That She does this. She mm-hmm. does that. And then you had, it, and they were even inside, so they weren't all skinny minis, because there was one chick who was a little bit thicker, and they mm-hmm. hit, hit her on the back with a freaking stick, yeah. and, and it was like, yeah. oh, that <laughs> yeah. didn't really, <laughs> that didn't really do much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, and I feel like a male director, I hate to say it, but a white male director might have had a bunch of girls in their 20s, run around you on that it. island you and not it. have the... And Robin Wright Penn anchors it because when she... Um, spoiler alert. It's going to be... If you haven't seen the movie... It's Monday, so we got a okay. week. If you, when, when, when something happens with the Robin Wright Penn character, it's a gut punch. And that's mm-hmm. what Chris is talking about. Like, you're emotionally invested in the movie. Mm-hmm. Early. Yes. Really right. early. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean... And, and it, you know, it's done in a way that is not even... You know, for instance, like Batman begins like the the crime alley story is, again is, mm-hmm. is so <laughs> played out. Um, <laughs> we've no, seen no, it. No, I'm talking about the first one, like the Batman. Begins. Oh, I was no, no I was. I'm not talking about Batman versus oh, Superman. I'm I was talking, talking about Batman versus Superman. Like, why are we no, seeing this? The alley and the parents dying again. again. No, I'm, I'm talking about way okay. back the the, the, the first down. Chris Nolan <laughs> film. And, I, and I'm just like, but you know what? As a comic fan, it's like it's like 
I know that story. I know that element of it. So mm-hmm. with the whole thing with the Amazons in the beginning, it's not like a really defined like beat by beat canon of what's supposed to happen there. And so you're kind of watching it with the sense of like this could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. This really could go, and it, which I thought was great. And see, what, what I also loved in this is like to me, like there's certain artistic choices that people make. I think it's just fantastic, and I love the fact that when Connie Nelson is telling the story about Zeus and what happened, it's like there's this really fantastic kind oh, of like the, animation arts, goes the animated the art feels like it's like yeah. stuff yeah. from like Donatello yeah. or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But then they intercut that yeah, with some live action of yeah. young Diana yeah. running off to get yeah. trained yeah. by the general. I was like, I was like, I was like, perfect. I was like, genius. That part. Just those first ten minutes, it just, I just I'm just like, you know, like Patty Jenkins like really put a stamp on this that the other DC comic films and even going back to even like the Green Lantern film. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, you know, we're gonna the Ryan Reynolds. We're gonna mention. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, mention yeah, that. I still have nightmares about that film. You know, doesn't have. I mean, <laughs> and, you know, and, and even and even the Marvel movies don't have that. I, to me, I feel didn't have that type of artistry. See, that's the thing that I look at a lot of times about these films, and I, which, I, which I, that's why I'm really curious to see is Fincher's doing like this, you know, like the World War Z sequel. Mm-hmm. Is that these really idiosyncratic directors don't get a chance to jump on these films yeah. because creative differences would <laughs> prevent that from happening? Well, because David controls everything. For sure, but, for sure. But, but all these, and he does a lot of for, takes. For, for, yes. uh, I mean, for the longest time, I kept saying to myself when I, when, I was, when when some of these Marvel movies came out, I kept saying. I'd love to see Tony Scott fucking do one of these. Oh, yeah. I would. It would just be so mm. fucking brilliant mm. in so many ways that, that we can't even imagine because he would always create something so special with his movies and that's something that we don't necessarily get all the time with all these superhero movies because they're franchises and mm-hmm. you can't and you, and you, and you mm-hmm. I, I, honestly mm-hmm. you, the, the custodians might be doing a bad job if they let someone come in there and like right. mess around with that way. And, yeah. But I thought that Patty... You know, well, the, gave it a touch that was way different than right. Zack Snyder's, and I was like, "This right. is cool." The Amazons moved in a certain way that I felt was both feminine and strong and believable. Yes, um, yes. that that blew me away. The, and, and also her use of slow motion at the right times mm-hmm. to draw your eye to this is what's yeah. happening here. Right. Because sometimes I feel yeah. like, right. particularly uh, with Marvel, sometimes I'm going to call out the first Avengers movies that everyone <laughs> loves and I despise. <laughs> but there's a lot of shit happening in New York City, and it's kind of chaotic and all of the screen, and I'm not sure where to look. Mm. And it. And and then then I be, just kind of become numb to all this, these explosions and right. actions and monsters totally and stuff. I'm just like it's just a bunch of stuff CGI stuff blowing up on the screen. I don't get it. Mm. But what happened in Wonder Woman was no slow down. She's doing this move now. We speed back up. Mm. Now we slow down. I was like, if you are directing was, me where my eye should be. It was cool. I mean, look, it's it's technology we saw back in the Matrix, Matrix from like yeah. twenty years ago almost. Yeah. But she just but she just she utilized it in a way that helped tell the story. As opposed to um, as being something outside of the story, because I think that right. in, in the Matrix, it is part of the story, and it's because it's the bullet mm-hmm. time and that. But it mm-hmm. was so like, whoa, shit! To, We'd never seen to that viewers, before. Right. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was kind of hard to not to, to see how it fit, fit within the story. Um, it, I mean, look the, to to me, I just the two gripes, and I've really had two gripes about the movie mm-hmm. because I feel that um, what can you really do with superhero films? Because you have to hit so many audience members that you can't go certain ways. I think people, sure. I think people get upset. Like, oh, I can't do this. I was like, well, the comics can do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that because you got to get women and, and older people and those kind of shit. Well, women are reading more comics now too. Well, 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 but in terms of like types of violence that they like, for instance, this time I just realized 
when she has killed um, Danny Houston, mm-hmm. there's a shot where after that, where she's talking with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. There's just a little quick shot where you see that the blade is through the roof. Mm-hmm. It's not bleeding. Yeah. Right. Because oh, right. No blo- that's true. It, right. That's because, okay, hold on. Yeah. It's like, do we yeah. need that? I, 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 really I need definitely that? noticed that. But that would have been in a Wolver- the Logan movie. You would have seen that uh, yeah, blood definitely. because of what they were sure. trying to do with that. Mm-hmm. But the, R rating versus the, what? What is one of them? PG-13? But the gripe, this is a gripe I had. I didn't like the music. Uh, Interesting. You're sensitive about the music. Right, right, <laughs> like, 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 there's no iconic music in this movie. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I would agree. And and there was a theme. There was a big to, song to her. The well, the well, there's a Wonder Woman theme that we heard in in, in the in, Batman in, in, versus Batman Superman. Superman. Right, right, right. It's like this guitar thing. It doesn't work. But to me, I'm kind of like, if you look at. Obviously, this 1978 Superman, mm-hmm. there was a theme to that well, movie. Well, I mean, that's, that's that, John Williams. Okay. I mean, that, he's in a league of his own. I know, but but there's also a really good theme in The Batman Begins and in The Dark Knight. There's like this... Isn't that it, Hans Zimmer, Hans I believe? Zimmer's yeah. callback. Well, it's just... They jigger it in each movie. It's, it's, it's very, like, it's very... Like, high symphony, like, like almost mm-hmm. like, like Wagner-esque mm-hmm. type of, like... This is what it means. Because it matches the architecture. Just, as you're sweeping through Gotham, yeah. it matches that gothic yeah. sort of look. Yeah. yeah, and that to me, I was like... Th- this, I would agree with you on the music. the only thing that I thought this movie like needed. It didn't need it, but I think it just, just would have like kicked it over the top of like, wow, fuck, this is like amazing. And the only thing I also didn't like is I felt like... And this is, I think, the Marvel influence coming in too much mm. is... Though that motley crew of spies with him... Yeah. Like... Kind of got it too campy. It was. It, it was totally reminding me of the um, the guys with Captain America in the first movie. His uh, 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 commandos, Hel- Helen Commandos. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, "What are you trying to do?" And they were they were diverse, and, and it was like, "I don't know if that works." Yeah, um, one was clearly, clearly had a drinking problem, and I mean, but. It worked in terms of playing off her, yes. Because the one guy that that they brought along, the Irishman, I believe, yeah. who, who couldn't even shoot, mm-hmm. but then it was like, no, you have to come. Who will sing to us? Yeah. The earnestness yeah, that, that she that's that great, she brought great, to it. It's great. Yeah, and I felt like the movie also took the time to have the quieter moments too. Mm-hmm. There, you could have cut that scene with 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 Diana and uh, Steve on the boat and the mm-hmm. sleep with me and where are you going to sleep in the back and forth you could have yeah. you could have cut, cut that. that you could have cut that but, but, but it worked it worked it did work. yeah. it did work. and it helps set up the fact that this, wo- this woman she has all these skills but she's coming to a world where she doesn't understand that she's second class mm-hmm. she's a woman mm-hmm. she doesn't understand the you know interacting with men at all in terms of um, your gender and what's appropriate and what's not she, she's a f- complete fish out of water. So that was help- helping you get there. Yeah, yeah. So that once she's in London, it's like, how do you fight in this? All the jokes can play now. I well, uh, uh, look, let me just ask you something. One of the things I look at whenever I read a script or whenever I watch a movie is what is the scene that was written for the actor that made them want to do the role? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's the scene that I think that made her really want to do the all the action stuff. You know she was in. Mm-hmm. But what was the moment of dialogue scene that made her go, I have to do that line? Remember when she barged in on the, uh, they were all in that courthouse. Oh, the, ca- the council. Oh, yeah. And she went in on them. Yeah. Went on a general house. Ashamed about, of you. Shame of you. Yeah. I was like, that's the scene. Shame line. on you. That's the scene yeah, yeah, yeah. that made her go. A general, a general should be out there with their, yes. with their, better, with yeah. their soldiers. Shame on you for not, yeah. Yeah. like, hiding up your great yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that, you see, that's where the movie's interesting in a way because... Unlike all the other superhero films that have come out, the DC ones particularly is there's like a there's 
and it's unfortunate, but it, you have to do this. I guess there's a political agenda to this movie mm-hmm. that I think they handled that nicely. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't over the top, or I'm sorry, like hitting you over the head with what we're trying to be a feminist film, or or we're trying to like you know call out these things in the historical past about how women have been treated. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like just 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 unjustly. I mean, it's a great moment too that she there, walks there's in. There's a little bit I mean, of that in, in there. No, yeah. it's in with there. The Ari, Aries it's, oh, no, that's, I mean, totally, that's telling you that that's there. what happened. Though. Yeah, but it's not like over the top where they no. could have pushed it too much. Sure. And I think they did it. I think they balanced that really, really well. Because mm-hmm. I love the scene when she walks in on the council and the council can't talk because she's, she's in there's there. a woman in here yeah. and, and there's all this, yeah. all this dust up. Uh, yeah. you know? And I, she I, doesn't realize what the dust up is. And the guy talking, you know, who comes back later, you know, praise prominent role in the movie mm-hmm. the guy talking is like oh I finally got to say something because you know you got them shut up because you were a woman in here mm-hmm. you know they yeah. were so taken with your presence here mm-hmm. um, my gripe would be the ending um, it got into CGI world for me too much when she was fighting uh, Ares at the end mm-hmm. it was just I was like it's all CGI. It's not. It's not grounded. It's not even real. To you me. know the problem that I had. With it? I even turned. I turned to my husband at some point and I went, "Okay, she just went through that whole war and she is perfect. Hair is perfect. Well, Lisa, perfect. no. Like, I was like, nothing. You know the no part dust, where she. No, you know nothing. the part where she. I don't know. There was a part. I think it's when they go to Veld or Velp or the town, mm-hmm. and she just starts busting through doors and sli- and sliding on the floor yeah. with the with the knees, and the sword is flying. The show. The, the shield is going. And Lisa literally turned to me and she's like. After she, after you know, one of them was done, and everyone's just like carnage. Lisa turns to me and she's like, "And not a hair out of place." <laughs> it's true, exactly. It's true. But that was, wow. but the war thing where she's battling and she made her way over. It was machine she, guns when no she's going dust, between. No, well, yeah. see, I, like, I mean, I mean it's, nothing. It's one of the things that I find interesting is that I don't know who. It's a weird thing, but I kind of feel like in all these movies. The hero's mask is mm-hmm. never tattered. Mm. You know? That's a really it, good point. It doesn't matter what, ex- except for mm-hmm. in the one Spider-Man movie when it gets halfway ri- ripped off. Be, yeah. Be, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. so he's so invested in protecting his secret identity. And well, when he's in the subway and it gets ripped yeah, off, and he can see and, that oh, this is a little boy. Yeah, yeah. and the rest of it, Batman is, is you know they're not really trying to unmask Batman. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, you know, he unmasked himself, so it wasn't really a thing. He just needed the needed the helmet. I mean, you don't see that, so I just feel like it's kind of like a it's some kind of conceit that happens in all these films where mm-hmm. their their face never gets. It's, uh, like it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's must, and it's kind of, and it's, and I'm not going to say it's because she's a woman that the, that the lead looks great because you look at all those Marvel movies. I mean, Chris Hemsworth doesn't have a freaking hair out of place. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, I mean, he's doing, he's Thor. I mean, it's just, it's just part of the thing where you want your lead to look good. It's just, I mean, I, I, I didn't, it didn't take me out of film. I was like, mm-hmm. I see what's, I see what's going on here. She's a beautiful woman. You know, I just wanted a little. Dust, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's freaking bombs and sand going well, see, everywhere. Well, yeah. like, well, see, nothing. I, I mean, you know, so it's, it's like there's that there's an interesting moment where they're walking in the trenches, mm-hmm. and she like pulls her hair back and then turns away and puts the puts mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah. robe comes off. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm kind of yeah. like, okay, this is there's like they found moments like that where mm-hmm. that that we're gonna show you at this heightened sense of beauty and and presentation. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you know, like afterwards it's like if we saw I mean bombs are going off. You're going to get bloody. I mean, you're again, you, you yeah. they're not going to show the blood because I realize that again, she's hacking people up with swords and stuff like that. 
they yeah, but you don't really see right. Like no, you don't. You don't. It's, it's the thing that I. It's the one thing I loved about Logan. Like Logan was like, well, fuck it, <laughs> we gotta put blood. We, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, she it's, it's gonna be re- it's gonna be real <laughs> in Logan, and uh, I just feel it's kind of like I mean they won't do that. Yeah. And uh, but whatever. Right. I also have to say a uh, good job to Chris Pine too. Yeah, because he was great. I, yeah, that actually made me really like him. Matter of fact, um, Bradford is was pushing. That we get Chris Pine to be um, Sheriff Bennett. I, I loved and, I, I, Chris Pine. Is I, I fantastic. Seen it until I saw if that. you haven't seen him in Hell or High Water, you need to run out. Yeah, yeah, well, you yeah, got to see that. I, 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 think, I think it's ridiculous. And, 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 and sometimes people want to just dis- be dismissive of all the Chris's—the mm-hmm. Hemsworth, the Evans, the Pratt, the whatever. <laughs> Someone and Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, and then get them all <laughs> mixed up. You know, but like Chris Chris Pine, I was so surprised. Because I, I see, I see him as Captain Kirk. I see him as in these mm-hmm. little, like rom com type mm-hmm. movies. I when I saw him in Hell or High Water, I was like, oh my goodness, he yeah, nailed it. He nailed well, it. Well, there's a movie he did. The guys, you know, those guys, Kurtzman and Orsi, right? So oh. I guess I guess Alex Kurtzman, uh-huh. he directed a movie with Chris Pine and I think Annette Bening. It was right after the first Star Trek film. Small little film, little drama. I think Jeff Dorn was telling me about I this yesterday. I can't remember the can't title. Remember title as well. And, I, and when I saw him in that, I was like, oh, he's not a pretty face. Chris Pine right. is a really, really good right. actor. But because he is a pretty face... Then, he's dismissed. Well, he's not just he's dismissed, but he's being funneled into these roles where he's got to do things that maybe... Uh, I mean, there's a movie he did with the Reese Witherspoon and with uh, Tom Hardy. Yes, and, and, yeah, the, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Myself, those three actors themselves should never be the, in this, right, this type right, of movie. Right. Like, Tom Hardy is not that guy. No, and no, he was Chris Pine, and well, see, it just it, didn't work. The only one that worked in it was Reese because that's, that's her. That's her wheelhouse. Thing. That's her thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris Pine's the son of some actor. Someone told me. I looked it up. I don't know. Yeah, like some famous actor. All I know is too. All I know is in the Wonder Woman movie, the only person that's naked is is him the man oh his father is robert pine his mother is robert pine gwen gifford no it's robert pine you've robert if, pine. if you, you've seen his face yeah. he's mm-hmm. been in so much in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s he'd be like 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 the minute i saw his dad's face i looked at him up oh, and i yeah. was like yeah oh shit, he looks just like his dad. he just has a different hairline oh uh, yeah, yeah he looks just like his dad yeah. it's crazy no, he was really good in it no but you're right i mean i i, I thought that was an interesting yeah. thing where he wasn't oh um yeah. Yeah, the, that, the, there was no nudity in this because I, I felt like that love scene. Right, I was worried. I, I tensed up. I, I tensed like, up. This would not be good with whatever they do here, mm-hmm. and whatever choice. And I think they made a great choice. No, no, I think they they left it to your imagination, which is good, especially when you got little girls coming in and see this thing. I want to talk about two things. Yes, one, I thought personally, I thought she was the perfect Wonder Woman. Oh my god! Yeah, perfect Wonder Woman. Yeah, looks, acting, yeah. everything. So she's not American. No, right? she's Israeli. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Second thing, you were talking about Patty, the director, right? Uh-huh. I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they were talking about how she did Monster, mm-hmm. Oscar, all that shit, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she didn't get a big movie like she's doing now. Mm-hmm. And then other people will do a movie that goes to Sundance, and then they get to mm-hmm. do the next. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking Star Wars or whatever. The that was fuck. a big Twitter fight. You know that I mean? was a big Twitter like, debate too. Get to well, let's talk about well, that. Okay, a bit. T- okay. Two two things. One, I'll I, I'll talk about um, Gal Gadot. I saw her first in one of those Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. and I was like, she's a good actress, but I didn't know if she even fit in that movie. Mm-hmm. The one I saw her in, the one set in Brazil, and and then they announced she was going to be Wonder Woman, and I was kind of like. 
I don't really know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. But the minute she walks on screen in Batman vs Superman and she's in this red dress at the at that mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> okay, this woman can really. But look, well, that helped. That saved the movie. Well, it, the, oh, the, it the, saved the, that movie. The movie like, was like that movie just garbage. Is, is not work without her in it. And the minute she shows up on screen as Wonder Woman at the end, oh, yeah. it was like the whole frequency of the film changed. changed. And, yes. at, and at that moment, I said, even if the story for Wonder Woman is not a good story, she will, she's watchable she, for two hours. She'll elevate this. She will elevate the material in a way that that it's. I, I, but here's it's the very rare. Though. Have you guys been here? They're getting slack because it's not American enough. I'm like, they're in what? fucking Amazon. She's not from America. No, it's not I heard there was slack that Fox News was chipping mm-hmm. because her uniform didn't have the, st- the stars and stripes on it. No, we, we, we didn't wear that in World War II. We didn't wear that in World War II. And I was no. about to say, thank God, because when she unveils that outfit, yeah. especially at the war, when yeah. she puts on the thing yeah. and she leaps over and she's got on her... I'm like, I'm so glad they didn't do that typical Linda no, Carter. No, look. it doesn't work in, it in the so corny in the trenches of World elevated. War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it matched more what what she with had on her or, the, on her home island. Exactly, you know, the, the, what her right. outfit matched that. See, that. That's the thing I love too. Like, there's the storytelling visually. I love the moment when she's like getting the lasso, getting the sword, and you just see the edge of the boots. Right, and you're mm-hmm. like, and she's like, and she stops, and you see her face. She's like, that's all you needed. Oh shit, I want this, and you're like, okay, so when are we gonna see? That you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, just it was built well because you saw it a couple and times, and they were she was trying to undress or take the right, shroud right. And off. He's like, no, 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 no. We're on the streets. Did that yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Really well, I mean, she's she's one of those women that the way the camera photographs her is just like, and she's tall too. Wow. Um, I, I have to also give props to the costume design. Oh my god, the costume the, oh, the, and something like this. They don't give it. enough yes. uh, credit to. The art direction mm-hmm. and the costumes, because mm-hmm. that helps you. Into and it's the period, world. and because it's it's right. period, and it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 World War One. I. I mean, like I spent the last couple of years watching this thing called the Great War on YouTube, where they mm-hmm. like every week they cover a week of the war to f- coincide with oh, really? the four year process. It's a uh. four year thing. It's crazy. Um, so I've seen a lot of like uniforms and stuff from that time period, and they did a really really good job. Just like the tech. The, the biplanes, the, this, all the stuff like mm-hmm. fit, the grenades, everything mm-hmm. fit really, really well with what that era was. And yet, yeah, I mean, I yeah. Question just in what was your second that? point? You, you, said Gal, you said Gal Gadot, but you didn't go to the second the point. the fact that, that, that Patty hadn't directed a big movie. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't How get she that. did a we movie like Monster, got all this praise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and had she been a man, it mm-hmm. would have been different for her. For sure, because yeah. Monster made more money. Than you know, than any of the say the Colin Trevorrow's his first movie mm-hmm. or uh, any of these other indie guys who get their shot at say doing or even um what's the one that doing the one that's doing Star Wars now um Gareth uh, Edwards yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. any of those guys their first movies they didn't they didn't have the box office that Monster had mm-hmm. but yet they get to jump to you know the next level and, right. and I don't know I don't know the details of Patty Jenkins' career I really don't I don't know whether she was. The right product just didn't come our way, or she was going, or, or she was going after these jobs and just wasn't getting them. I don't know. I can't speak to that. Well, I can't. Be, I can't speak there either. I know. I mean, like, like I said, like I met her a long time ago, and I, I always kind of like followed her career, and I'm always interested. And at that time, this talk about how difficult it is for women was not nearly as vociferous as it is now. Sure. So I just, and I just know how hard it is for people to get work. I mean, like to make the jump from indie film to the big studio film. I know that she directed the pilot to the killing. 
That's right. That's um, right. There's episodes of that. Uh, There's an article that was in, like, I think No Film School where she was talking about, just recently about, sometimes it's harder to direct television because... Yes, it's like you have to fit into a you have to fit into a machine in a mm-hmm. different way and keep it moving. It's, it's, and someone else is kind of setting the vision. So someone else's thing. Mm-hmm. It's also like the investment is like weirdly different because it's tied to like advertising dollars and mm-hmm. and, and it's fit on the schedule. And there's a lot of things that are like <clears throat> making television a little different. And so, I mean, she. She's someone you know from even watching this movie. She's got a really strong vision as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I, and and that I think doesn't really that that is hard to get you to do things mm-hmm. if you got to work. You know, like if you work under someone so much. Right. You know, right. I mean, I guess what, what what I was finding interesting is it's I don't know if it's opened the door because she's did Wonder Woman. But now, like, Gina, Gina Prince-Bythewood is doing a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. Ava has mm-hmm. a big $100 million mm-hmm. movie that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So now we have some people coming up who are doing some big mm-hmm. 100000 And maybe we can get away movies. from, like, everyone with bated breath. Like, how much box office is going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. every, this means the future of women making movies. It's like... <laughs> Why, we don't have that kind of pressure on big, the Gareth big, Edwards or the uh, Ryan Johnsons of no. the world when they get to do. Well, the their, sa- their I mean, you know, the sad thing is, I mean, again, this is a conversation we were talking about the box office poison thing, but we don't hear about this a lot more anymore either. Is is um, these directors who get sent to director jail because they do a movie and then they can't get yep. another one off the ground? And you know, like there's a really, really oh, this guy. He did a movie called Red Rock West. Hmm. I forget his name now. Um, really great indie film like 95 Nights or something like that and then he did a studio film with uh, MGM with, with like Ray Liotta didn't do well mm. and then he's he does he's mainly doing television after that does, mm-hmm. he has a great career mm-hmm. in television mm-hmm. but he's a really interesting voice with Red Rock West and I was like huh this is what happens it's like there's a tough ability to um, that that's that feeling upwards that mm-hmm. happens to certain filmmakers mm-hmm. and certain mm-hmm. a, a lot of people. Um, it, I mean, it's not happening for black people and it's not happening for women. And mm-hmm. I, obviously, I mean, what's her name had that problem? Catherine Bigelow, you know, she did that movie. Yeah. She did the, the, the Widowmaker thing mm-hmm. and then. Uh, director's Jail. At, yeah, Director's yeah. Jail. And, and then didn't direct another film again until Hurt Locker mm-hmm. at like a tenth of the budget. You and know, then, I mean, and, honestly, and, and like eight years and later, let's be too. Fair, we've had her, she did Hurt Locker, and then she did Zero Dark Thirty, and we haven't seen another film out of her in a while. She got the Detroit movie coming out this year. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. She, she got she the Detroit, Detroit huh? that trailer that everyone uh, we had a problem with. Yeah, oh, the, there were no black women in the trailer. We <laughs> right. talked about that. Yeah, Sorry, how could I forget that? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's in it. I don't know. I mean, there's like you know, there was an interesting story last week about. Um, Sophia Coppola got the best, got the mm, Palme d'Or at Cannes mm-hmm. for The Beguiled, mm-hmm. and just the whole thing rolling was makes history is the second second woman to to get this award, the, the Palme d'Or. And I just was like, that's so weird because mm. there's so many more like 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 women European filmmakers mm-hmm. who yeah. get shots. Yeah, um, that was just strange to me. That uh, it was everywhere. I was like, "Why but, is this such a big but, story?" Yeah. You know, and also, I mean, like, it's. I mean, like, she not taking it away from her, and I'm sure right. that movie's gonna be fantastic. I really want to see it, and I think the screening at the Guild in like two weeks. So I'm gonna be first in line to see that. <laughs> but um, or which movie is that? It's, it's Beguiled. Beguiled. It's a remake of this oh. this Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. Um, is is uh, Nicole Sheridan? 
Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. It's like Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Karen. It's like Nicole Kidman and Ella Fanning and and mm-hmm. some other people. And uh, I just, I mean, but like she has a. I think this kind of goes back to what you were talking about with Patty Jenkins not getting work for such a long time after an Oscar, and then you can look at Ava who has, you know, like, I mean, I mean, if you look at Monster and then look at um, the films that Ava's done, like, like Middle of Nowhere, like Middle of Nowhere, I mean. What's what's the difference? And it's kind of like who has a sponsor? Yeah, they're right on the same level. Who has a sponsor? Yeah, and the sponsor, yeah, the sponsor has a <laughs> lot to do with yeah. what your next move Good is. Point. I mean, point. I th- I think there was like Good there point. was an interesting article in Wired magazine about the history of ILM. Hmm. This is maybe a couple of years ago now, and it came out like in December, and it was like. Then that summer is when the movie uh, Jurassic World came out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I, but I want to say that Colin Trevorrow's like father or uncle was like had was mentioned in that article with the ILM thing, you know. And I was kind of like, so those are his ties. Oh, to that. he has yeah. a tie in a way, mm-hmm. and he was hanging out there mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Well, so I was no, like, when you when you, men- when you mention sponsor, here's the other thing that happens. I think it happened with Colin Trevorrow because I think Spielberg saw his. First movie mm-hmm. was that the really small indie movie yeah, with the time travel. The, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. with the one of the Duplass brothers. The okay, yeah, yeah. it was uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety, right, right, That's right. the name of the movie. It was a nice little movie. Um, but I think Steven. So what happens is Steven Spielberg sees Colin Trevorrow's movie, mm-hmm. or or Andor meets him. And it's like, oh gosh, you remind me of me when I was <laughs> your age. <laughs> if I'm me as a black woman. A white guy is not going to come to me and say, oh, you remind me of me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to have that instant sort of connection. So that's why the sponsor for Ava DuVernay is interesting. That It's, it's Oprah. Like, I can, like, y- we're, we're sort of familiar already. Well, you, well, you, you, I mean, you see it in a way. I mean, it's like, it's weird that Ryan Coogler has got um, Forrest Whitaker as like part of his, uh, the, the executive producer teams on... Fruitvale Station. Oh, is he? I mean, like, but it's not under Forrest's company. I, I mean, there's there's people involved in that movie on like the, the EP level that you're like, yeah. okay, wait a yeah. minute, yeah. wait a minute. Now, and some of that could have been some of the Sundance of it all because he no, worked. Before, he, that was in the lab. That that is, script though was in the lab. lab yeah, but again, that's he's getting a sponsor, and it's like if you don't have that person, then you yeah. might not like. What's his name? There's a director named Candace. Uh, his name is Sheldon Candace, mm-hmm. who my brother and I met like a long time ago. Um, when, right, it's right when he got out of USC. He was trying to do this movie called uh, Love that he eventually mm. got made and mm-hmm. it had like a bunch of people in it like uh Charles Dutton is in it and uh the and Dennis Haysbird and it's some other interesting people um I, and I don't think it did that well but he was talking about in this thing recently where he did the bottle tour after that mm-hmm. where he went around mm-hmm. and just took the water bottle like all over town and met people and then nothing happened after it. Mm-hmm. but then common story you, yeah. you know but then that's why it's called the bottle tour because they got a name for it now. It's so cliched. But then he was saying in this article in this in, in this thing you would see that um, John Singleton called up out of boosted. I saw your movie. I like it. Uh, you're from USC. I'm from USC. Stay tuned. Mm. And then he was like a couple of months later. He was like Sheldon, are you ready? He goes, yeah, because I want you to come and shadow me on People vs OJ. And then shadow, shadow on a bunch of those episodes and did that. And then. 
Sheldon, I'm doing this thing on BET, on BET called Rebel. Mm. I want you to do three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. And then he's in. That's, yeah. that's you know, how... He has a sponsor. That's a, yeah, and it's like, exactly. And, uh, and honestly, if you don't have a sponsor, then your work has to be... You know, it has to be like Citizen mm-hmm. Kane type of level. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it has to change be. the game. It really has to yeah. be because uh, I can't I, tell you how much I'm reminded of this that you need a sponsor bullshit on things that I work on when I show up at some of my friends' houses and I'm like, you, they could be sponsoring me so easily right now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm and, 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 and I'm there and, every week, and it's not. And they don't. They know I'm fucking working. But I think the problem is, and me and Lisa have talked about this. Okay. Because if we talked about this. I got my own theory. I don't know. Sometimes, here it is. I realized this with Jeff Melvoin. Uh Jeff Melvoin was here. We did this great podcast. Uh And after we sat and Uh talked. Uh When he left, I went, I swear, I almost sat here bawling. Yeah, you told me a story. It reminded me that I never asked my friends for anything. Mm-hmm. Who are in a position to hire me? Because when they talk to me and they see all the shit I got going on, they don't think I need anything. Because mm-hmm. I'm already doing shit mm-hmm. they're doing, mm-hmm. just not on their level. You feel me? So they don't think I need anything. Um, so they don't. They really do. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you got this I, one. You don't even have time to be on my okay, show. I, I have a different theory on you the men, I mean? on the on the mentor situation in terms of our community. I want to speak with the black community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you were at that first Black Writers Committee meeting where, yeah, yeah. I, was a, where mm-hmm. I was kind of attacked mm-hmm. and I just did not feel welcome and I've never okay. been back. And we do kind of eat our own, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and I was part of happy it, about and that. And part of it is the system, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we know there's only going to be one black writer on that show. So, we, so now someone's tossed a cracker in the room. We're all starving and we elbow each other out of the way to get to that cracker. I believe that. Same thing goes for the yeah, mentorship of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a black woman, and, and I, you know, for me to go out and mentor another black female, that means that well, she might get the freaking storm movie from me eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a storm movie, <laughs> you know. She's not gonna have mm-hmm. so now. I'm 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 bringing her up, but I'm making more competition for me in what is already a tight race. Right. Um, and you Instead just have and, having, and you just have to train. I would your, rather see yeah. my friend get it, right? Than right. Else get it. Yeah, I know. You know I know. I mean? And it's just it was, well, but see, see, you know, it's interesting. A friend of mine. He just came back from out of the country, and he came to my brother and I, and he said, I want to talk with you guys about bringing some projects into some connections I have, because I had some shows that I sold, and they're looking at me like, what else do you got? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at scripted stuff, and I mainly do reality, but I know you and your brother do scripted. Now, mm-hmm. this is a guy we've known for like 20 years, you know, uh, I mean, and he, and and then he told and he told his other friends about no, I'm talking to to, to the Derricks about this because you know a long long time ago, like there was a job we did at Fox and we gave him a shot and he was like I I'm, I'm gonna, I want them to do this mm-hmm. and he was like people got upset at mm-hmm. him because he mentioned our names. He's like mm-hmm. those guys haven't done enough blah 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 and I'm like. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's this. There's this level of competition mm-hmm. that is internal mm-hmm. that we have to get above. Yeah. How do we get past that? And then it's, it's like it's like we have to get past ourselves to compete with the white people. Yeah. And yeah. That's where it's like yeah, we well, be for real. Than them. Yeah, for be real. Than them. So it's and like, we're not and we're like, not there. It's really yeah. complicated. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's really really difficult. Um, I mean. The mentor thing, like, I can't figure out what your situation is. I I think what you're saying is true in a way. But, um, you know, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know why there's there's a harder degree of people deciding to uh, want to help you out, to want to extend, to want to say, hey, I want to suggest uh, this person's name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, unfortunately, the, the people who have helped me out the most have all been white people. I, I'm right there. My two right, my two gigs on TV have been because yeah. of white people. I mean, white and and I think I'm name. tainted by my black friends who are successful, so I don't even ask my white friends. And they're more successful. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. I asked the yeah, white man. friends. I mean, to me, but it's just you know, it's like you gotta ask. To me, like you got you gotta ask them. This is my whole thing about asking people favors. You have to kind of decide when you want a favor from somebody, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Because you just can't ask for everything. And then, I mean, and and maybe that person is willing to give you whatever you ask. But then, you know, the thing is, is that you don't know what. The outcome is going to be so you ask for a favor and it doesn't work out the way you expected it to, and then you go back to them again. You know, yeah, they might give you the favor again, but then you're like, I feel bad, you know, because I already expended this and blah blah blah. I also feel like you have to be very specific with your favor. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to do to is something got to be specific. Like, read my script, or I need you to look at this cut of my movie Mm -hmm. uh, and give me notes. but a lot of people would say, I want a mentor, and they just, they don't narrow it down to the specifics. Like, right. I want you to help me get my career going. Well, that's mm-hmm. pretty big and nebulous. Huge. <laughs> you know, come, come with some, like, action items, and then the mentor will be like, okay, we can well, do this and this. I'm so glad you're saying that, because we got Patrick sitting here right now. Yep. <laughs> and I can't tell you, and I'm not exaggerating, I probably get a dozen a month mm-hmm. from people asking me to mentor them, mm-hmm. right, from listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And I always say, my office is over, don't I? I say, my office is over here. Come to the podcast. Come listen, whatever. This is the only mm. dude who shows up. Mm. Right? So whenever I'm doing something, he's automatically the mm-hmm. first person. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, dude, mm-hmm. are you available this mm-hmm. day? Do you want to come with mm-hmm. me to the reading? Do you want to do mm-hmm. this? And I don't even have to ask him what to do. He just starts setting shit up. He just starts doing those and, things. And that... And that uh, that's what I want, and that makes you, and that makes all the difference in the world. Correct. Because what I learned, like direct, like I'm not on a level that you guys are, you know, you and your brother directing or whatever. But I just did a short film, and one of the things that, that disappoint, like disappointed me, was like people were just acting like I'm working here for the day, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is all our project, mm-hmm. and also. I'm busy thinking in a million directions. Mm-hmm. If you can take some ownership of like, hey, I got my idea of how we could, you know, put if we put the camera here and shoot this, like, mm-hmm. I, everyone have ownership of your own art. Mm-hmm. And then that just elevates the material. It's right. not just my well, thing. Well, yeah. okay, you know, two things about that. That's one thing I loved about shooting in Atlanta. Is that everybody in Atlanta wasn't acting like they're doing me a favor. Mm. Whereas, whereas it was so refreshing because in L.A., apparently... Unless you're paying my union day rate plus yeah. fringes, right? Then like, that's not my job. I don't do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, 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 then I'm doing you a favor, and the minute we hit the, the golden hour to golden time, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm out. Don't even try to call out. Peace done. You know, I, 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 you know, I have to go home and eat. Mm-hmm. I already fed you. No, no, no I have my food. What is this supposed to be? You know, he's just yeah. here, yeah. and I just feel like what. Is terrible is it's what you said. It's like making movies is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder than making a television show because a television show is like there's there's so much more infrastructure to like just to, to, to slam it home Correct. that making a movie is so hard that to not say 
we're all in this together. Right. Especially not with a lot of money. Right. It, it would, you know? We're all Usually when in you're making this, something on TV, TV, people are at least getting their fees getting their for the fee, most part. They're, they're, that's, that's, that's why everyone works in television. Because it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll do it for a favorite. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. You got NBC footing the bill, and they got Comcast, and they, mm-hmm. and, 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 mm-hmm. and they got billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So pay me, pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's kind of. No, no. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, um, it's one of those things where I just, I just kind of feel like. Everybody needs to give it their all because... And that's what gets you your next job. Look, I'll hire you again if I like you. If I like working with yep. you in the previous exactly, time. exactly. You know, and yep. if anyone calls me, are you looking for? Do you have? Mm-hmm. This is a Rolodex. Boom, 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 yep. boom. You know, um, it's just that I, you know, I don't think that people know. I think people just get so selfish about yes. what they're trying to do. Yes. And I understand because there's obviously, I, like, you know, I was at Cinegear the other day and this guy was saying to me. Wait, what? Cinegear? Yeah, Cinegear. Was uh, that the thing uh, over? Paramount? But I, yeah. I saw a bunch of people. $15 for parking? I saw them charging over there. Well, I, I live across the street. Okay, so. but I, I saw the sign. I was like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be going to Cinegear. I'll be Uber and <laughs> Or I'll be taking the bus. Yes, but. yes. But I go there and I'm in line and there's a guy who got out of film school in 1979 he was like I feel sorry for you guys because there's no money in this anymore wow. and I was like what do you mean he, and he was like everything is so is so beat down price wise that you gotta fight so hard oh. to get just to get a dollar to live and mm-hmm. I think that has increased the competition mm-hmm. and people being selfish and about mm-hmm. stuff but then I turn around and I listen to people and they go yeah I'm working on this show getting 30000 a week and I'm like mm-hmm. 30000 a week oh. Okay, which I get. That's the rate for television. Yeah. That's why people want to work in television. But it's kind of like there's this difference where it's like that's why the selfishness is like a weird thing because once you're there, you don't need to be that selfish. And, right. You know, you, you really don't. Yeah. I mean, shit. Um, I don't know. Well, it's like uh, trying to get compassion for others mm-hmm. and thinking not just of yourself, thinking of, thinking of others, you know, the, you know, not to get all Star Trek, but thinking of the needs of the many instead of the needs of the one. one. Yeah, I mean, true, and it's true. I mean, you know, I think the thing you were saying too, Hilliard, about asking people for help, and what you were saying, Linnell, about the exact question, because it's like, I mean, there's a lot of shit I could do for anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But I don't know how to help you if you just say, I need help with my career. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know where to start with where that. Where to start. Yeah. And it's unfair for you to ask me to help. I mean, my thing is, if you tell me five points, this is where I'm fucking up. I need help with this. Why? I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Pot- potentially with one of those five points. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that with unless it's specific. And I think that, you know, people want to know... Uh, the thing I notice is that people who are a little older, they want to help you. Mm-hmm. They want to help you because they, they can't help it. Yeah, they the can't. Different are, generation. You know what I mean? They Those baby boomers exactly. you're talking they about. They can't help it, but they. But I feel like they stay connected with the industry in a different way because they're helping with someone young. You know, like mm-hmm. I've told you, I, I I have a good relationship with Scott Alexander. Mm-hmm. You know, who wrote uh, the People vs OJ thing. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his partner like Larry, and they did. Two of the best writers in TV. Yeah, yeah. For real. They just, they just two of the best writers in general. It's just hanging out with them. Just hanging out with Scott a couple Mm -hmm. times. It's just like, ah, shit, he's so fucking smart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was hanging out with him just briefly at the uh, the the vote thing, the the, the strike, the strike authorization thing. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. 
And he was there, and some other older guy, you know, came around. Was, I, think, I think older than Scott said. Mm-hmm. He said, and talking to me and someone else, a friend of mine who was there who was younger than me, and Scott was like, see, see I want you to do to younger writers, is what he said to his older mm-hmm. friend. And I was like, yeah, because they're not connected in that world. I mean, like, they, I mean, like when you get older as a writer, and then you kind of get stuck, not stuck, but there's like, you, there's your life that you're yeah, working with, people right. that you yeah. know, and I, and it's like, if I was writing on a show, or running a show, I, the, the, the agents aren't going to give me the, no. the, the older no. writer, and who I'd might be, be fucking no. fantastic, because yeah. they want to push the younger, hot person for whatever that is, but, you know, there's that, there's a, there's a guy who works, his name's like Glenn Cannon, or something like that, yeah. or Glenn Aaron Sounds Cannon, mm-hmm. he's, he's probably in his 60s, and he's running the show, and it's like, and it's like fuck. He has to be a wealth of knowledge to be able oh, to help yeah. you yeah. with writing oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. Definitely put those people on your staff. Well, now, shit. well, now you're talking about something else. I feel like is lacking. I can start wrapping up. There's a, a little bit lacking. I've noticed at UCLA where people are um, like, I is just they just stay in. No, they stay in their apartment. They stay in their house. Hmm. You have to. At, you know, I know you want to work on your scripts. Okay, got it. But you got to take a break at some point. And take like two or three hours, or actually like make sure I try to make sure I have something on my calendar that gets me out of the house. And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about the gym because after seeing Wonder Woman, I'm hitting the gym <laughs> like a <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, her body was on point. All of them, Robin Wright, Penn, Kanye Nielsen, like, every was, yeah. Amazon on an mm-hmm. island, I felt inadequate. <laughs> so now we're gonna be we, she a tall bitch. Like, we're gonna be in the gym. <laughs> we're gonna be in the gym, and we're gonna be on the the meal plan and whatever, whatever. Get it, get it. And I'm not. I'm forgetting my point. No, it's like make it a point every week, two weeks, whatever, to work on how to socialize and network in a public public venue. Yep, yep. You have to get out there and do it. And if you do it badly, you do it badly because. For every time you're doing it badly, there's 10 other guys that suck yep. at it too. So don't yep. feel like you're alone or whatever. You have yep. to get out and do something. Even if it's just, you never know who you're going to come across. Or you never know who, it's like they have a certain, they know somebody who knows somebody and you can connect and they yep. can help you. It's something I used to do in my early ages of writing. I would go to the coffee shops I knew writers went to and I would sit yeah. there. Yeah. That's how I met Lance Black and all those dudes because I was at the right coffee Stop shop. Stop going to these, these fucking panels where somebody mm-hmm. sits on, you know, it's like, I work on such and show, and this is how I got. Yeah, that, not gonna that's not going to help you. <laughs> Go to the places where you're on a same, like an even playing field. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their little drink in their hand, yeah. walking around. People are curious. Or, they start seeing you there all the time. They start asking, what do you do? Go to short film screenings. Yeah. They had one over near my, in my neighborhood, Los Feliz, where there was this. Films, this film screening of shorts, mm-hmm. and you know people submitted their films, and then they the winners, and they the, the films were shown, and then they had a live orchestra, like a eight piece orchestra to accompany to oh, music, really? really live orchestra to accompany the films, and wow. so the winners of the festival got an actual recording of that. Um, Really? Of the orchestra, the you can, yeah, you, you get dope. the soundtrack. That's I was like, that's dope. a good that's, prize to win. Like <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> like you you just keep an ear out for what's happening because mm. you never know. Because I got like I got my little short film. I'm like, man, I could, I don't have money for a composer, but if I could win this thing, I could freaking I'd love to have his orchestra mm-hmm. do the do the piece. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff like that. It's all and we're in this town and it's everywhere. Every night of the week, there's something. Every night, you know, go to the DGA. Go yeah. if you, you can't. There's an event on Thursday. On Thursday, Gina Prince Bythewood is. They're giving her a. What do you call it? A recognition. Yeah, recognition. I mean, whatever. you know, she's, she's. But you can go. She's it's free. And yeah. I went to the that um that the Academy Library, you know, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. They have a library over on uh, La Cienega. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, the security's a little tight to get up in there. But you don't know. If you're sitting there reading scripts, you just don't know who else is going to be in there. Oh, mm-hmm. oh the Margaret Harris yes, place? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a little Olympic, tight to get Olympic? up in there. I mean, yeah. they, they almost like frisk you, like check your yeah. laptop yeah. on the way yeah. out and make sure you're not stealing yeah. stuff. And, well, like, because shit has been stolen. From, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, because that's a really interesting library because they get a lot of like, um, I mean, I haven't been there maybe 10 years, but I, I, I went a couple of times and they had, they'll have like exhibits where they'll like put out like all the internal production information on a movie. Like I remember the first time I went there. I mean, the first time I went there, I uh, what well, there was a, a, a big Sam Peckinpah fan, and they had a, they had all this kind of stuff from Warner Brothers about about the Wild Bunch, mm-hmm. like how the correspondence between the telexes between Mexi- telex. like, like Mexico back yeah. to Burbank about <laughs> the facts, the, the problems. This is way before facts. <laughs> it's like telegrams, like motherfucker. Somebody on the horn. It was it is all the original kind of like materials and production reports and you know and diaries from people and and they were arguing about stuff and and the craziest thing about I remember that I'll never forget this because I thought it was such a weird thing it's, so, it's such a such a this town and this industry and, and what things do to people um there was like a screening of the wild bunch like mm-hmm. a, one of these industry screenings mm-hmm. right wherever it is and they had the cards you know the audience cards you could like read some of the audience cards back you what, mean audience cards okay so i think they still do this now but back then they have these little flash these no cards where you come to a movie screening and then they ask you your opinion. Oh, what did you think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? Okay, got it. I was got gonna, it. you know, and the rating, blah, 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 and your miscellaneous mm-hmm. thoughts. And there was one that was like, and they kind of like set this out as like part of the exhibit. And it was like, this movie's too violent. It's bloody as hell. I can't believe that you destroyed the American Western and blah, 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 blah. And it's signed by this guy. And then the next page over is the guy. It's the guy who, direct, who eventually directed Grease. You know, he like he was just a, in film school as a as a film fan and saw this movie and was so put off by it. But he went, he later went on and became a kind of, kind of a big director. Hmm. You know, was, and I, I was like, this is all stuff that was internal at at Warner Brothers that they gave to the library to put out there. So that's, that's why they don't do. That's why you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, I just, that sounds I, like the theme of what I'm hearing today. Yes. Get your ass out the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go see Wonder Woman. <laughs> go see Wonder Woman. Go go. I, and I don't like the word network, but I mean. Uh, hang, meet some, meet some folks. Yeah, that's how I met. I met this guy here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I met you. At the WGA. Yeah. 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 Right. Cool. Well, thank you, Linnell. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, uh, where you at? So you can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at Linnell White. L Y N E L L E W H I T E. That's that's really it. I'm on Instagram a little bit, but I don't. Yeah. You don't no time. No time. <laughs> where you at? I'm on Twitter as well. Pierre Films LLC at Twitter. Okay, where you at? Chris? I'm at. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram more than anything. Yeah, you're starting to do uh, some cool stuff on Instagram. I like. What yeah, you're doing. Uh, it's it's um, uh, unauthorized CBD mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> and I'm your host Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. Follow the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, this will probably be out in a week. Cool. So we'll be a week after the movie comes out, unfortunately. So you have time to see it. Yeah, so you got a minute before we get all these spoilers. And we didn't do that many spoilers, I don't think. No, we I tried to, some try shit, to be we respectful. Really reveal anything. Um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. I don't think I've said that in weeks. It's mm. ridiculous. Um, please do that. We need that for the metrics. And everybody joining me for 2017. So you know how we do it on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2017. 2017.
Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the red room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.